Good morning, good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, if you're in the building, happy Sabbath. Praise the Lord. God is good. He is amazing. Is he wonderful this morning? Is he awesome this morning? Has he done something good for you this morning? Oh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because it's in God's house where we find hope. It's in God's house where we find peace. It is in God's house where we find joy. Good morning again and happy Sabbath, everybody. Oh, man, come on. You may be seated in the presence of an awesome God. I am so excited and elated at the fact that I am here with you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is Oh, come on now. Say it like you mean it. God is good. And all the time, amen, amen, amen. God is truly an amazing God, and we're just so blessed and honored to be able to be in the presence of God one more time. We know that God is a good God, um, and he is worthy of all the praise. Um, but before we move any further, can we just take a moment and pray? Can we just bow our heads and go before the Lord in prayer this morning? Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you because you truly are an amazing God. You have shown yourself time and time again. Coming into your presence, oh God, is just an awesome experience. And so we thank you this morning for the Sabbath. And we thank you for our covering over last night as we wound down and prepared our bodies for this morning. We thank you, God, for traveling mercies and allowing us to come into this holy place today. So God, it's not that you're not already here. So when we say welcome, God, we say thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, there is no way possible we can welcome you to your tabernacle, to your house of worship. Oh, we thank you for allowing us to be a part of your service. Bless us now as we go forward. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. It is indeed a blessing and honor to be here. Listen, just want to just say welcome to all of you who are viewing online, all of our online members. And we thank God for you. We know that we have members that have been diligent throughout this revival. You know, we are in the midst of a revival, amen? Uh, we've been hitting it hard every Wednesday night, every Thursday night, every Friday night, even on Sabbath night. Amen. <laughs> hitting it hard amen in the name of the lord and so we just want to thank all of our visiting family and friends that join in online and we can't go without saying thank you to our family and friends who have been joining with us in person week after week night after night we want to say thank you uh, for being here with us listen we want to just say welcome to the good rich family amen uh, I, I, I was i was actually with your pastor um, just a few weeks ago, uh, uh, Pastor B.T. Rice. So we thank God for you and your wonderful wife for being here with us. Uh, uh, God is truly, I'm, I'm sorry, Sister Robinson. Sister Robinson. <laughs> Praise God. I knew that. Uh, 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 you know, the words get the flowing. Amen. Uh, uh, it's, the, it's, it's the mass. Amen. Blame it on the mass. Blame it on the mass. It's the mass fault. Amen. Uh, uh, but we praise God for you, Elder, for, for being here. Uh, Sister Robinson, we praise God for you. Amen. Uh, uh, we also see way in the back back there. Amen. Elder and his wonderful wife, Quint. Amen. Uh, Sister Joyce. Praise God for you for being here with us today on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sabbath. Amen. 
and, and also last time, last time, I have to tell on myself, amen. Last time, amen, I had family visiting with us, amen. And, and, and I was just so excited yeah. because it was our first time back in the house. And I was, I was, I, I, I was so excited that I failed to mention my family. My, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to say who it was. But I'm so thankful that I have my niece, amen, amen, in the back. My, two, my three nieces, amen. I, those are my God nieces, amen. My great. My great nieces, amen. amen. Uh, uh, so we thank God for you for being here all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana. And, and then my daughters, I talked about them last night. They're here in the house. Three, three of one, uh, 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 three of four. Uh, we, have, we have one more missing. We have, we, we have two more missing, Olivia and JL. Man, I got so many, I'm losing count. Amen, I'm going to get it. They're looking at me like, you got, you got two missing. I might have three. Amen. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but no, no, no three. Amen. Uh, we have two more missing, but we thank God for uh, my daughter, Brittany, Jamaria, and Maya for being here. We missed you guys. Amen. We missed you guys. They came home last night and they went straight to their room. Amen. Amen. Just hung out in the room. Amen. Um, but we thank God for my family. They are, they're just such a wonderful joy to me. Um, God is truly, truly an amazing, amazing um, God to us. Um, yes, my grandsons, brother <laughs> TJ. Uh, he, he, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's back at home too. He went straight to his his corner of the of, of the house with all his toys. And I said, yeah, he know where he's at. So we thank God for the TJ for being here with us today. Amen. Uh, and listen, I'm going to be before you long. Um, I just want to praise God for each and every one of you for being here. Um, but also, we just want to remind every last one of us that are wanting to take part in our virtual communion on next Sabbath. Um, which will be hosted at Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church, whether we will be in person there. But we do have the emblems here in the house. So for those that want to grab your um, emblems, amen, we do have these ready and prepared for you. So we encourage you to grab those. We'll also have them here on next Wednesday. Um, and then again, next Sabbath morning, and then we'll have our virtual communion next Sabbath at 4 p.m. You'll be able to join um, online, um, if you go to the SLAM, um, St. Louis Area Ministers um, uh, YouTube page, um, and you'll be able to view the service there. Uh, but if you choose to go in person, we ask that you will get with Northside and register there, and you can come and be a part of that awesome service. Listen, we're so glad that you're here today. I don't want to be before you long. Um, I'm going to get out of the way and let the uh, praise team come and bless us with a song. But again, I want to welcome every last one of you. Um, but before I sit down, let me just make sure. Do we have any anniversaries? I don't want to miss over any anniversaries. Any anniversaries? I know we have a birthdays coming up. Um, amen. Sister Robinson, praise God. I would. Who? Andre. Our tech. We want to do something different today. Um, we want to just bless them with a happy birthday. Can we sing happy birthday this morning? Is that all right? Is that okay? Can we just have the praise team? Amen. Happy birthday. 
God bless you and have a happy Sabbath.
Amen. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Yes. For he heard us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. As we gather our thoughts, as we prepare for the given portion, as we prepare for this time of worship, um, we want us to remember um, in a very special way uh, Sister Karen Phipps. I um, want to keep her in prayer who's having health challenges this morning. Um, we want to remember all of those that are battling um, with health issues. Um, we want to remember our revival, remember our, our conference, our president. Um, we know that God is, is moving. Um, but we also know that there is an enemy that we're up against. Um, we give him no credit. I don't even like to talk about him. But except for when I pray that God will, will move him out the way. And, and then, so that's what we want to do at this time. Um, as we approach God in prayer, um, we just ask that you remember those that are battling with health challenges. Remember our young people. Remember our missing members. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, it is a truly amazing thing to be able to come before you. Uh, we recognize, Father, that it is not by power nor by might, but it is by your spirit, saith the Lord. And so we're here today, O oh God, just thanking you and giving you praise, honor, and glory for just being the great God that you are. Uh, but we dare not come before your awesome presence without first seeking forgiveness of our sins. And so we're asking you, God, to forgive us even now. I'm asking that you will help us to reflect you, O oh God, in everything we say and everything that we do. We're asking, God, that you will just help us to be able, O oh God, um, to walk in the newness of life and, and help us to stand when, the, when everything else around us is crumbling and falling. Uh, help us to continue to look to you, O oh God, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one that spoke all of this into existence. Father, we bless you today. Uh, we give you honor. We give you glory. Uh, we give you praise. Uh, Father, you do so much for us, the danger seen and unseen, how you cover us and how you protect us, and how you just keep us, oh God, even when we don't want to be kept, even when we say, God, leave us alone, we don't want to be bothered today, uh, but Father, you are so resistant, you're resilient, uh, you never give up and you never give in, and so we thank you for loving on us and thank you for keeping us, thank you for walking with us and thank you for talking with us. Thank you for being a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Thank you for being a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless. Thank you, oh God, for just being everything to us. All that we need is wrapped up in you, the great I am. I am whatever we need of you, oh God. And so we bless you today. We thank you today. We give you honor today, oh God, because we know that you didn't have to do it, but we're so glad that you did. Father, we just want to lift up before you in a very special way our very own Sister Karen. Father, on her way here this morning, oh God, but health challenges, oh God. Health challenges, oh God. Uh, we just pray for her today. Ask that you would just touch her body right now, Father. Whatever the issue is, oh God, that you will move right now. Whatever it is, oh God, we ask that you would touch down right now in the name of Jesus. And that you would do what only you can do, oh God, in creating all of us a clean heart. And renew the right spirit within us. That wherever we go, oh God, or whatever it is that we do, oh God, that your name will be glorified. So have your way, oh God, right now. Not just Sister Karen, 
but all those that are battling with health challenges this morning, all those that are still stricken in the name of Jesus with this thing called COVID. We're asking you, God, that you would touch them right now, oh God. Let them know that it's not over until you say it's over. Let them know, oh God, that you are the last say-so, that you have the final word, oh God. So we claim it by faith in the name of Jesus, that you would do it right now, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We're also asking that you would cover our members, oh God. We have those members, oh God, that we know that they're able to be here. But for whatever reason, oh God, they're not here right now. We're asking that you will move through right now, oh God. That you will touch them right now in the name of Jesus. And let them know that it is okay. It's okay to come and worship you. It's okay to come back to the house of God. Let them know right now, God. They may be waiting on man's mandate. But God, give them the mandate. And let them know that it is a-okay for them to come back to your house of worship and give you praise. Enough, oh God, is enough. So do it now, oh God. Do it in the name of Jesus. For we bind Satan this morning and we cast him out of this place. For he have no place in the house of worship. So we rebuke the enemy right now and we cast him out of this place. We cast him out of our homes. We cast him out of our children. We cast him out of our schools. We cast him out in the name of Jesus. So, oh God, do do it now, oh God. Do what you do, oh God. Throw yourself around. Shake us up in the name of Jesus. That when we leave here, oh God, we will not leave here the same way we came. So God, rain down the day, oh God. Rain down your presence, oh God. We're asking that you will cover the revival. Oh God, we're asking that you will do a great work. So Father God, sometimes we look for numbers. We look for things, oh God. But Father, you see what's going on behind the scene. So help us to stay diligent. Help us to stay focused, oh God. Help us to stay committed to the task, knowing that you have it all worked out. While we're trying to figure it out, oh God, you've already worked it out. So do it today, oh God. Do it today, oh God. Let your presence be made known. That When we leave here, we will know that we have fellowship with you. That we've tabernacled with you. Thank you so much, oh God, for just loving on us. Be with the spoken word today. We pray that it will come across with clarity and with understanding. And that we will know that it is you, oh God, that has made us and not we ourselves. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And it's in your master's name we pray. Let the people of God say amen, amen, and amen again. Happy Sabbath, church. I want to talk to you real quick about stewardship of time, talent, tempo, and treasure. Uh-huh. Let me just ask everyone here and online, would the most no-talented, good-for-nothing person raise their hand? No hands go up, right? Because everybody has a talent. God has given every one of us at least one talent. And many of you have more than one talent. And you know, we should be using our talents for God's glory, right? He says, even if you give someone a cool drink of water, that's glorifying him. So when you use your talents to glorify God, he looks down on that and he counts you as worthy because you are using your talents for him. Now, many of us have one talent, but as I said, many have more than one. You got talent of music right here. You have talent of evangelism. You have talent of teaching talent of science and math, talent of 
uh, working with your hands, doing carpentry or artwork. Everybody has a talent. Every one of us. And we are called to use that talent for God's glory. How can I use my talent here in church? You know, we have several departments right now because of the pandemic. We haven't been functioning like we normally do, but it's ramping back up. So be prepared to use your talent for God's glory. Amen. When our departments, such as the deacons, deaconess, Sabbath school, uh, the choir, the musician, the media, the outreach department, health and temperance, they're going to be looking for people to join those departments. So if you have even the slightest a bit of talent, mm-hmm. even the slightest a bit, bit of interest, join in. Join in. And I'll tell you something that we don't realize about using our talents in the church. You can use that talent outside the church. That's right. Just like you can be a musician in church, you can be a musician out of church. Just like you can be a teacher in church, you can be a teacher outside the church. Just how you can be a manager in church, you can be a manager out church, outside of church. So when your supervisor says, I would give you a promotion, but you need more management experience, you tell them, hey, I was Sabbath school superintendent. That counts. Use your talents in and outside of church. Don't just limit God to what he can do here. Use it wherever you go. Also, want to thank everyone for being honest and faithful in their tithe, time, our tithe and, and offering. And at this time, want to invite our deacons to come forward to lift the morning tithe and offering. Continue to be faithful because we still have to pay for lights, right? We got to pay for heat. We have to pay for keeping the church up and the church clean. So continue to be faithful as you give honestly and from your heart. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for giving us the desire to serve you through our time, talent, temple, and treasure. We thank you for blessing us with the funds that we can contribute and return an honest and faithful tithe and offering. We ask that you will bless it for a worthy purpose, dear Lord, to spread the gospel in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Please remember you can give online at cash app, dollar sign, T-O-P, giving, adventistgiving.org, and you can also return it to our faithful treasure as well. May God bless you and keep you.
Can we have the, the musicians just play that just a little more? Just, just bring that back. Just, just, let that, just bring that back. Anybody love him this morning? Anybody love him this morning? Lord, I love you. It's beautiful, beautiful. I felt that there was that there was need for a little celebration right there. That was a good place to celebrate the name of the Lord. To let him know that we love him. That we need him. And we can't make it without him. I don't know about you. But I can't live without Jesus. There's a couple of hand claps in the house. I guess some of us can't live without Jesus. But I can't live without my Jesus. He is just too good to me. Uh, protect me, brought me through some things, and still carry me through some things. And so I give him praise. I give him honor, and I give him glory. It's good to see your smiling faces. Well, I wish it. It's good to see your faces. <laughs> it's good to see your faces in the house today. Amen. I want to say smiling faces, but I'm sure... Behind those masks are pearly whites. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you may have one back there. You may have two back there, but they back there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. God is good and all the time. And it is indeed a blessing and honor to be in God's house. Just one more time. Listen, um, we just want to get into this word today. I'm um, just share with you what God has laid on my heart um, as it relates to uh, the message today. Um, God is, is truly an um, awesome God. He is truly an amazing God, and, um, and we just give him all praise. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of Exodus, uh, the book of Exodus, um, we want to start with chapter 20, and we'll read um, chapter 20, starting with verse 1 all the way down to verse 17. Uh, Exodus chapter 1, I mean chapter 20, beginning at verse 1, and we read all the way down to verse 17. 
And when you have it, please stand with me in the honor of the reading of the word of God, and I'll read in your hearing. Matter of fact, let us do this. Let's read responsively. I'll read the first verse. You read the second, third, fourth, so forth, and so on. How about that? And the word of God declares in the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 1, uh, and God spoke all these words, saying, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him, will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it you shall not no work, you nor your sons, nor your daughters, nor your male servants, nor your female servants, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heavens and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. All together. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And may the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you so much for this time that you have given us. We pray now in your Holy Spirit upon us as we go into your word. I must now decrease that your spirit may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of an awesome God. The issues that will divide the entire world is the, is the title of our sermon today, uh, the issues that will divide the entire world. You know, we look around the world in which we live in, we see that crime is skyrocketing. Lawlessness force are bolder than ever. Uh, people have entered into a place where there is no fear. Urban streets are unsafe almost everywhere. 
Just watching the news the other day, I heard uh, one of the ladies say that it is not even safe for her children to go outside to play. Crime is quickly permeating our land. And the truth of the matter is, it is not just something that happened last week. This is something that has been going on for quite some time. You see, there seems to be no safe haven anywhere. You're in your house. I remember times when we could live in our homes and we can go to sleep with our front doors wide open. I remember we could leave our bikes outside in the front yard and, and come back three weeks later and that bike will still be there. I remember when we could go in the store and leave our cars running and come back out and the car will still be there. I, 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 I might not look as old as I am, but, 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 but I've been around long enough to know that there was a time when I could walk down the streets and not worry about something happening to me. Um, someone once remarked frantically that, that, that they noticed uh, uh, that, the, that, that the thing about crime is that it usually happens to someone else. But the statistics tells us that someone else is becoming more and more likely to be you or me. Disconcerting as the thought may be, crime is likely to touch our lives somehow, somewhere, when we least expect it. Statistics claim that we stand a better than one and fourth chance of becoming the victim of someone's lawlessness. And so the results of throwing the law away, uh, we get this type of behavior when we talk about removing God's law. You see, when we talk about removing the law, uh, we understand that, 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 that many, many authorities uh, believe that, that, that the soaring crime rates and immorality found in society today are the ugly and predictable products of the permissive humanistic teachings pervading in our schools. And as bad as if not worse are the models, the models of government, entertainment, television, and all the places in our own homes and even in our churches. Crime. We no longer have to look very far. Daddy's missing. Mama is missing. The children are left to raise themselves. And the broken homes are leaving ugly scars. So who is to install a sense of right and wrong if parents cannot or will not? Or for those families seeking to establish some type of ethical control in the home, on what basis are they to do so if we have no laws? The Bible reminds us of this. The Bible, when we understand that, 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 that even our children playing the simplest game as, as, as hopscotch for those that can remember that game. Uh, uh, there are rules that need to be played. 
There are rules that need to be followed even when playing a simple game of jacks. I'm, 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 I'm going to bring it to the I'm going to bring it to the 21st century in a few minutes. I just want to hang out back there for a moment. Even, even playing a game as simple as kick the can. Come on, somebody. There are rules even in phase 10. I told you I was going to get on up here. That there are rules that we have to abide by. Uh, and, and the Bible reminds us that we are not good judges of what is right and what is wrong. That there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And so there are churches today teaching that God's standard of right and wrong no longer applies. They say that his commandments have been abolished or that they are no longer relevant or that they are impossible to keep and as a result many people are following their own desires doing their own thing uh, uh, th- they're doing it their way that, that they have that what I call the Burger King mentality they want to have it their way In the words of Hosea the prophet, uh, uh, they sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. There is a way that seems right. There is a way that seems proficient. There is a way that seems as if it is the best way. But let me just stop by here and share with you this morning. But that there is only one way uh, and that way is the way of God. God, God instituted laws uh, not for our demise, uh, but for but 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 to help us. I, I don't think I don't think any one of us would be so quickly to jump behind their wheels, uh, uh, the uh, steering wheel of their cars, if there were no laws in the land. I mean, just driving around uh, my wonderful city, St. Louis, I see a lot of stage lefts from the, uh, uh, stage right all the way from the left. I see many, many say, you know what? This is my exit. Let me get off here. If there were no laws, I'm sure many of us would do things a little bit differently. Society is learning the hard way uh, that we don't find freedom by throwing out the rules. Uh, We don't find freedom by dismissing the laws of God. Once the standard of right and wrong is removed, chaos follows. Destruction follows. As the Apostle Paul Put it in the first chapter of Romans uh, when men don't do, uh, uh, don't see fit uh, to acknowledge God. He is giving up the, 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 uh, the, the, the hollow in his own depravity. In other words, he who trusts in his own heart, Paul is saying, is simply a fool. But for those, uh, those who will acknowledge him. God has an answer. Uh, uh, God gave mankind a formula uh, for a crime-free society. 
uh, had it always been followed, crime would never exist. Uh, had this law or these laws been kept, had these laws uh, been kept dear to the heart, uh, a, a lot of the murders and a lot of the crime that we see, a lot of the drugs that we see, a lot of the incest that we hear about, all of this stuff would not exist. Had we stayed true to the law. So when children of Israel camped at Mount Sinai, the Lord came down to meet them saying, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Uh, the Lord began this most important communication by establishing his relationship uh, uh, to his people, identifying himself as their deliverer from uh, slavery. God is reminding them that it is I that have showed up. It is I that have set you free. I am the one uh, that have broke the chains. I am the one uh, that have given you the ability to live a sin-free life. I am the one that have placed you in a situation where you don't have to worry about the cares of this world. But when we throw away the law, God established that God had to remind them uh, uh, that, that, that he was the one, the one who opened up the Red Sea and rained down manna from heaven. The great protector was simply saying, I care about you. And not only that, but he goes on to let them know that you can also trust me. I know that it seems difficult. I know that it seems a little hard. I know that it seems nerve-wracking. But if you just simply trust me, if you will simply allow me the freedom to move throughout your being, if you will just allow me the privilege to work these things out, it looks crazy right now it looked messed up right now but my laws are standards uh, to help you live a life of freedom so so uh, if you would just simply trust me and with this, with this basis of trust established, God then spoke his divine law, providing you and I and the children of Israel with a moral guide of conduct for all people on all continents. So let me just make it clear for those under the sound of my voice uh, that the laws are not just for those in the church. Amen. I just want to help you out there uh, because although you may not attend church, uh, although you may not believe in church, uh, one thing we have to understand uh, as we move forward, uh, and that is the laws that God has set up, it has nothing to do with church, but had everything to do with his creation. I'm going to try to ease into this. I'm, I'm feeling a little excited right now. Uh, uh, but I'm going to try to ease into this because I have just a little bit more to go into. Because, because, I, I, you know, because God uh, saw some things unfolding. God saw some stuff taking place. Uh, he saw some things transpiring. And so God said, in order for my people to be safe in the world, uh, because things are getting out of hand down there, things are getting out of place down there, I need to establish. 
establish something to let them know that if you abide by these laws, then all the troubles and all the hurt and the late night tears and all of the pain and all of the problems, there will be a lot of stuff that we experience that we wouldn't have to if we simply follow God's law. So as we look at Exodus chapter 20, uh, uh, verse 3, uh, uh, chapter 20, verse 3 through 17, God is laying uh, some things down. Uh, he simply reminds us uh, in his word, he said, you shall first of all have no other gods before me. Uh, uh, no God. I, I don't care how small you say that God, no big God, no, no, no God. And, and, and it is so, it is, it is so, I don't want to say amazing, but, 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 but it just strikes me now how I realize that there are things in our lives that are gods and we don't even realize that they're God. We break down and we get mad when they wear my shoes. I, I, I know I'm, I, I'm sorry, ladies, I came down that street first, but, 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 but they messing with my shoes. Uh, 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 fellas, fellas, uh, 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 they, 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 they park too close to my car. I have to park all the way on the edge of Walmart just to keep my car from getting scratched because this is my car. Come on, somebody. I must, I must, be, I must be talking about uh, we make things gods. And, and the Bible reminds us that there shall be no other God before me. Some of us, some of us, some of us, not all of us, but some of us, I have, is our God. I have to be careful because I live with a bunch of ladies. Some, some, some of us, some of us, we have made gods out of jewelry. We've made gods out of this and we made gods out of that. And the truth of the matter is they're gods. I know we don't see it. I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not trying to offend nobody. I would love for everybody to come back and I hope everybody come back. But I have to tell the truth and shame the devil that we have made gods out of stuff. Our careers are our gods. Much as you don't like work, you show up on time every time for the job. But I can't get you in the house. You rolling in here doing a tuck and roll just to get in the house of God. Come on, somebody. You get to that job, boy, you clocking in 15 minutes early. (laughs) Gods, my brothers and sisters. He said, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Then he goes on to say that you shall not make for yourselves any carved image, any graven images. We, 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 we have images. There are things that have, we set up and we don't understand that they're simply gods. Because you come home and if you see that item shifted off the mantle, oh, we got problems. Uh-huh. Uh, we got issues in the house. There shall not have no other gods, no images. And then he goes on to say, you shall not bow down to them, nor shall you, uh, shall, 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 shall you um, uh, 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 bow down to them, nor serve them. And he goes on to say, you shall not take the Lord 
name in vain. I said it just last night. How many times have you apologized to the preacher before you swore in his face? Uh-huh. Many a times, many a times. Pastor, I'm sorry, but I just got to say what's on my heart. And blam, 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 there we go. And I'm standing here looking like my Lord. Thou shalt not take God's name in vain. Don't lie on God. Don't put God in these type of situations that is calling individuals now to look at God in some kind of way. He says, remember the Sabbath day. Out of all the commandments, he, this one commandment, he simply says, listen, don't forget this one. Not saying that it's okay to forget the others, but this one I need you to remember. The Sabbath day. And don't just remember it, but I need you to keep it holy. How many of us are honoring God's day like we should? How many of us are keeping God's laws like we should? Honor your father and your mother. How many of us? He wouldn't put this in here if it wasn't going to be a problem down the road. He wouldn't have placed these in here if he didn't look down the corridors of time and saw young folk mistreating mamas, young folk talking back to daddies, honor your father and your mother. And I'm not just talking young folk, but you grown up folk, honor your father and your mother. Time we want to apply this to just the little folk. We got some grown folk with children still ain't speaking to their own mama and their own daddy. And they're wondering why your children are acting the way that they're acting. And he goes on to say, you shall not murder. I know a lot of us don't own firearms. But every last one of us in here got a tongue. And that's the most dangerous weapon that you can have murdering folk cutting them down killing them slicing them up dicing them up making folk not even want to come back to the house of God because you done killed the spirit off thou shall not kill thou shall not murder thou shall not commit adultery not just in the act but even in the eyes come on somebody Thou shalt not steal, shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. God looked down the corridors and he realized that the children of Israel, as they listened, they were greatly moved. But God knew that he was that he was spoken, that his spoken words was not enough, especially as he looked down the years to man and woman not yet born. So God did more than just speak these words up. He traced his standard of right doing with his own own finger on stones uh, and he uh, 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 slabs no one could argue uh, that what was being said no one could go back and forth uh, on what God was trying to say he placed it on stones uh, of tabin no one had to worry about what they thought they heard uh, or what they thought God was saying uh, they was right there on the stones it was on the stone 
Although this was the first time God had given his law in written form, it had existed from all eternity long before Sinai and even Adam and Eve, the eternal, uh, uh, unchangeable standard of right had been the basis of God's heavenly government. Even the angels were governed by it. Some chose to follow these principles and some chose not to. But the truth of the matter is uh, God's law and God's standard uh, has always been in existence. Uh, it wasn't at Sinai that God gave the law. The law was there in the garden uh, when Adam and Eve uh, partook of the fruit. Uh, that was God's law in effect. It was uh, in effect when Lucifer all up in heaven uh, went to God demanding that he would be more than what God had set him up to be. Uh, you know how it is. Uh, you were supposed to be this uh, but you're not satisfied with being second. You feel you have to be first. Well, let me just help you out, brothers and sisters, that if God wanted you to be first, then he would have made you first. But there is a reason why God allowed you to come in to being when you came in. There was a reason why God allowed you to show up when you showed up. There was a reason why God allowed things to unfold when they unfold. God says there is a plan um, and if I allow you to move before then you will mess up everything so God said there is a reason my laws have always been there but I have to give it to you in pieces so this is the first time on Sinai where God literally wrote the laws down because if you can just come back with me there was a time when God looked out over the world and he saw that every imagination and every intent of a man was evil and it wasn't that they didn't know about God it wasn't that they didn't know about God's law it's just that they were doing what they want when they want, how they want, what they want, and they were just doing it any kind of way they want, uh, in spite of what God uh, had already told him. So brothers and sisters, uh, if I can help you just for a minute uh, to help you through this pilgrimage, uh, to help you make it from day to day, uh, that God's law are set up uh, to help you become great. Uh, God's law are set up to help you to become better. God's law are set up uh, to help you to become awesome, uh, because the thing of it is is, is that God know what we need uh, before we're in need of it. Uh, and so God has given us his law to help us and not to hurt us. God gave it to us. God know what we need before we're even in need of it. And so, you know, we understand and know that even before Sinai, God gave, gave his law. But, 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 but Satan and his angel, they, they, they opted to do their own thing um, and, and make their own rules. And this rebellion led to their expulsion from heaven, doing their own thing. I hope somebody hear me this morning. Uh, one generation later, uh, we find here uh, 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 that Cain, uh, angry with God uh, for accepting Abel offering rather than his own. Uh, 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 why are you angry, God is saying, and why has your countenance fallen? Uh, uh, one page after a page of, of humanity's early history of, uh, of presence of God's law, along with its violence, is clearly established long before it appeared in written form it was already there Cain knew the law 
He knew it was wrong. Adam and Eve knew it was wrong. But yet we still find ourselves following after our own thoughts. Even Abraham knew. But Abraham, what I love about him is, is that although Abraham lied, they tell, told his wife, you know, tell, tell, tell the king that you're my sister, uh, thinking about himself. But Abraham knew and obeyed God's law long before the spoken law at sign. Now, God promised to bless him because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statue, and my laws. And so after Exodus, just a few weeks before Israelites, the, the Israelites reached Sinai, the Lord rebuked Moses because of the Israelites were violating the law. By gathering manna, extra manna, on the Sabbath. The fourth commandment was recognized before Sinai. God's laws is the eternal standard of right for the universe. Paul states that God is not the author of confusion. Uh, no harmonious, happy, safe society can exist without rules. Amen. Not only is it important to know that the commands of God, we must also respond and comply. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, I, I, I honor my commandments. Love is the basis for keeping all of the commandments. You say, if you love me, then you will understand that these commandments are here to help you. It's not to restrict you from having a good time. I'm not trying to keep you uh, from, uh, 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 from enjoying life. I'm trying to help you enjoy life. So I need to set up some stuff. That's going to help you be happy. That's going to help you be great. I'm going to set some things up. That's going to give you the ability to move freely through this world. My law. My law was simply there to help you. Uh, it is there to help you to do two things. The first thing uh, is, is, is a great commandment. And the second thing, which is like it, he said, you shall love the Lord your God, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two commandments. When we look at the law of God, the first four has to do with our relationship with God. And the latter six have to do with our relationship one with another. Jesus didn't change the law. He didn't do away with the law. Because we couldn't swallow the ten, he said, maybe you can chew on the two. Since ten seemed to be uh, making your stomach a little digestive. Let me help you out. So Jesus basically condensed the ten into the two. But at the end of the day, there's still God's law. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and with all your being. And the second one is like the first. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when you're loving your neighbor, then you're loving God. And if you can love God, then you ought not to have a problem loving your neighbor. But too many of us love God. But we have issues with our neighbors. Chaos comes as a result of us not honoring 
God's law. And if we really love the Lord, as we say, it will reflect our love one to another. You understand the law was simply, as I wrap this up, the law was simply a mirror. The, 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 the laws simply show us uh, where we're in error. Uh, amen. The law was like a mirror. You know when you grab a mirror and you look in the mirror, the mirror simply lets you know that there is dirt on your face or that your eyeliner is not lined up right or that your, or that your beard is a little off-centered or that your, you need to shave over here. Or, you know, the, the, the mirror simply lets you know uh, where you need to work, some areas that you need to work on. But, 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 but the mirror can't save you. The mirror can't fix any of those problems. Uh, the law is simply a mirror to let you know when you have fallen uh, by the wayside, when you have left the beaten path, when you have gotten off course. Uh, the law lets you know, wait a minute, I, I, I'm, I, I'm talking about sister so-and-so. Uh, let me get back on God's side because somewhere down the road I veered off. Uh, uh, the law lets me know uh, uh, when I'm out and about if I'm putting more emphasis in, on, on something other than God. The law simply snaps me back to reality and lets me know uh, that you have veered too far to the left or too far to the right. The law simply lets me know uh, when I've gone too far into the deep to help me get on back on the right side of things. We understand that the world is created in such a way uh, that God set up these laws and set up these parameters because he knew before the foundation uh, that as he created man uh, that one day we will stray away that one day that we will mess it up that one day uh, that we will tear it up and, but God said I'm still going to create them uh, even though they're going to mess it up but I'm going to give them something that's going to help them walk right I'm going to give them something that's going to help them live right uh, I'm going to give them something uh, that's going to help them do right uh, I'm going to give them my law uh, and my law is going to help them uh, it's not going to hurt them it's not going to harm them but when we look at it from the wrong perspective uh, when we're looking at it from the eyesight of the enemy you see when the enemy look at God's law uh, he sees God's law as a problem uh, when we, the enemy sees God's law uh, the enemy sees God's law as something not worth keeping up uh, so whenever you have a problem uh, with God's law uh, I was uh, I, I beckon you uh, to check yourself uh, before you wreck yourself uh, because when you have a problem with God's law you simply have a problem with God uh, because God's law was simply set up uh, to help you to become better God's law was simply there to help you to become more like him uh, because when we follow after his commands uh, when we follow after his teaching uh, God's law was teaching us uh, to be more loving uh, they're teaching us uh, to be more kind uh, they're teaching us uh, to be more disciplined uh, they're teaching us uh, to be more submissive uh, God's law is teaching us uh, to be more like him uh, so when you have a problem uh, with God's law uh, you simply have a problem uh, with God uh, I gotta tell the truth and shame the devil uh, because many of us uh, we have a problem uh, doing what God has called us to do uh, we have a problem uh, living right uh, the rules is messing us up uh, I can't function right uh, I can't get my suave on uh, I can't get my dip on uh, I can't get 
get my move on uh, because God's law uh, are restricting me. Uh, but let me help you out. Uh, can I help you out? Uh, I just want to help you out. Can I help you out this morning? Do anybody need a little help this morning? I just want to help you out. Uh, that God's law are here to help you be more like him. God's law simply to help you be like him. There is no way I can do away with the law of God. Because to do away with God's law is to do away with God. And you can't do away with God. No matter how it makes you feel. No matter how uncomfortable you get. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. Because by nature, we're born in sin. Born in a sinful world. It's not in us to just go out and love everybody. Especially when somebody has done you wrong. But the law teaches us that when you love God, you can love that person. And when you love that person, that's proof that you love God. Because there is no way I can love somebody that just tried to take my life. I don't know. Let's just be real up in here. All of us want to go to heaven. All of us got our best Sunday go to meeting on. Looking good, looking fine. Come on, somebody. Help me, Lord. But at the end of the day, you can't do it without God. And if you factor him out of the equation, you've just set yourself up for destruction. You can't do it without him. You can't love that cantankerous ex-husband without him. You can't love that ex-wife without him. That's a hard one for some of us. You can't have that right relationship with your brother or your sister because of something they did when you were three. You can't do it without God. You can't reflect God on your job to that supervisor that every time you show up, they don't have nothing but bad negative energy coming towards you. But yet you still have to reflect the character of God. You can't do it without him. You can't do it. And even I can't do it. I can't come in here and show love to you and, and after you to just blessed me out with three, four different languages, but yet you give me a phone call that your mother's sick or your dad is sick or your brother's sick or that you sick, and then you want me to come and stand by your bedside and pray for you, but you just blessed me out in five languages. I can't do that without God. 
And when you have God, that stuff right there, you realize that there is something going on behind the scene that is really not that person. You realize and you see things in a different perspective and you understand that that brother or that sister or that cousin of yours or your mother of yours, that there was something hurting them uh, and they didn't know how to deal with it and they just, they, they just dumped it on you. Uh, it's really not you that they're mad at. It's really not you that they have a problem with. It's really not you that they have issues with. Uh, really, there is something going on behind the scene. Uh, you just happen to be that person uh, right there that they dumping it off on. But when you have God, uh, you're able to stand there because you realize uh, that it's not you, uh, that there is something greater going on, that there is something else going on, uh, that God is simply using you uh, to be able to help them uh, out of a stuck situation, uh, that they're there, that you are there, that God is using you uh, to help you help them. And no more are you making it about you. We sensitive up in here. We sensitive. Everything is about me. If the chairs are empty, they mad at me. But I thank God I've grown, sister. If the chairs are empty, it ain't me. It's you. I'm going to pray for you. I know I ain't do nothing wrong, Elder. <laughs> so if you don't come, it's not that I, I just got here, so I know it ain't me. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't take that one. I can't take that one. I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't make you mad. I, I'm, I, I, I'm just here to try to get into the kingdom. This is my assignment. This is what God called me to do. And Lord, I just want to do what you called me to do. So I love everybody. You love everybody. You love God. You allow his character to flow through you. I know it's difficult. I'm telling you, it's hard sometimes. It's hard to fight off that spirit of selfishness where you're making it about you. It's not you. It's not you. Ha. It's not you. There is a warfare that we're in. We're in a battle. We're in a battle. And if the enemy can keep us divided in here, when we get out there, we're fighting for him. I'm learning that his fight is in here. So when we go out there, he sit back and watch. He ain't pulling no triggers. He ain't ignoring no phone calls. See, he get inside the church and he get us at odds. We take that same energy from here and take it out there. We got to know that rascal. We got to know him. We got to see him when he's coming. When they come with the energy, give them love. Don't talk about them. Give them love. Show love. There may be somebody here that is struggling with an issue. Don't want to call it out. You want to get closer to God. 
I'm not even going to invite you down here. I'm just going to ask if you just stand on your feet. If you're struggling and you want to get to know God, you say, Lord, deliver me. This is a, this is a, a, a chain-breaking service today. We come to set some folk free today. We've been, in, we've been in battle all week. I've been struggling all week. Come on, somebody. I've been preaching and fighting at the same time. <laughs> but I know that God is a very present help. And because he's called me to it, he will bring me through it. Is there another? I see you, sister. Is there another? We just want Jesus to have his way. Is there another? We're about to pray. Loving Lord, our Father, our Savior, and King, we are so thankful for everything. Thank you for watching over us and keeping us in the midst of it all. Father, we know that it's not about us. It's about you. And so, Father, as my dear sister stands in the back as she wanted to be drawn closer to you, some issues and some dilemmas and some problems and some stuff, some hurt. Lord, we're praying for chains to be broken today. We're praying for chains to be broken today. Renew the lively spirit within us. Let her know, oh God, that you have her in the palm of your hands and that the enemy can't take her out of your hand. The only way that she can leave your hand is if she let go. So Father, give her what she needs. And there may be somebody else under the sound of my voice or they're online or that they're sitting here in this sanctuary praying that you will break them as well. Break the chains. Give us the freedom we need to move about in your presence that we can hasten your soon return. We anxiously await you, Jesus. No man knows the day nor the hour. But Father, we know that you are soon to come. He that shall come will come and will not tarry. So Father, do what you do. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen again. Can we put our hands together? Can we worship him in this place? Give the Lord another hand praise for that powerful message today from the man of God. Thank you, Pastor, for that timely message. And we just want to remind you that see the deacons to get your emblems. They'll be available. And you, it's been a great day, amen. Holy Spirit's amen. been in the house, amen. Praise God. And it doesn't end here. Pastor will get a little rest, and he's going to come back for the second half tonight at 7 o'clock. Amen. Amen. Get some more of that Holy Spirit tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us stand as we have our...
benediction and the ushers will usher you out. Father God, we're so thankful for this message today, Lord. Reminding us, Lord, how important it is to follow your law, the law of liberty that frees us. Lord, now we pray that you will bless us and keep us, Lord. Because you're able to keep us from falling, Lord. You're able to hold us, Lord. And bless us as we leave this place, but never your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people say together, Amen. Amen. Amen.